This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts. Welcome to Magpies Unrestricted. Hello ladies and gents and welcome to Magpies Unrestricted, where we'll be talking all things Newcastle United. I'm your host Chris Simpson and joining me as always is Cara Thistlethwaite. Hi Cara. Hello. And Newcastle have another point on the board, one all draw against West Ham. Yeah, yeah, it was it was an alright game. Sounded sounds like it was quite boring one all, but actually it was quite back and forth. And in the end of the game, it got a little bit vicious, didn't it, between the two teams? So, yeah, a bit, a bit but, of boredom thunder actually, wasn't there? It was, you know, quite, quite intense. It was... Uh, yeah, it was a good contest, actually, and I think a point, probably a fair result. Yeah, um, I mean, against West Ham, it's, it's still quite quite a good game. Um, sorry, quite a good result, because uh, West Ham are, have been doing very, very well, obviously, this season. But you've definitely seen the lack of, obviously, Wilson, but ASM and, obviously, Trippier not being there. So, the, the delivery from Kraft obviously wasn't quite as quality um <laughs> yeah the balls into the box that that was very noticeable i thought in terms of uh, we've singled out craft there but from, from both sides right? even from that target as well who was back in the team and otherwise played quite well but yeah a lot, of, a lot of overhit crosses that didn't really quite find their way into the middle uh, and pick out a newcastle shirt yeah, obviously you're you're going to lose some some of that dynamism without ASM, and obviously we're still waiting uh, on on Callum Wilson because it was another quiet game for Chris Wood again. Though <laughs> uh, on the plus side, apparently he spent most of his time meowing at Kurt Zuma. Which... I mean, to be fair, that is a fair response. I don't care if he did nothing but meow at Zuma. <laughs> I mean, if that's true, honestly, I've got a lot of time for that. Yeah, maybe you should just kicked him. And... Slapped him a little bit as well while meowing. Uh, yeah, apparently. I mean, I, I can't actually verify if it's true. There have been a lot of reports. Uh, but yeah, word is that uh, Craig Dawson, who of course actually scored West Ham's opener, apparently complained to the referee about it, which is hilarious. Well, I don't know what he expects. <coughs> Just to, it, to nothing happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, also, yeah, that that kind of thing is, is not going to... A referee is not going to do anything about that anyway. But pretty, pretty hilarious though. Personally, uh, the, the Newcastle fans also making sure to remind Kurt Zuma and what he's done uh, by bringing inflatable cats to the stadium to throw around as well. And you know what? Actually, just speaking of Craig Dawson, obviously he took the lead, and you know it was, it was good. Had a good set piece from West Ham. But to be honest, it was against the run of play for me. I thought Newcastle actually started the better. Uh, of the two teams, I think we were a bit unlucky to actually go behind, and I was glad to see Joe Willock equalise on the stroke of half time. Not only because I thought we did, we deserved to be level, but obviously it was nice to see Willock get on the score sheet. Yeah, we can only hope that this this is the starting point for him because obviously he ended the last season with seven um, games in, in in which he'd scored. So let, let's hope that this is now the beginning. I mean, he, and he did look much more lively in this match, even ignoring the fact that he did get himself a goal. But he did make his presence known a lot more in this match. So I'm just hoping that this is obviously 
going to be a continuation something he can build on um but yeah he has he has improved in recent games but you know obviously Jolington yet again awesome definitely making up for um his uh, lack of presence before and uh, yeah. suppose some of his value um but yeah I think I think he definitely deserved at least a point I think it was a fair result I mean West Ham are having a whale of a time at the moment in the league so to come away with something is really good and, and it puts a lot more pressure on obviously those couple of teams in in the relegation zone because it is another yet another progression you, you're not just stood still so yeah yeah i mean like this, just be uh, going back to joe willard briefly like um as we said we you know obviously wilson's out for the foreseeable uh asm will hopefully be back um this weekend so hopefully not going to be without him for too much longer um but yeah obviously wilson out for a while, Chris Wood, aside from his uh, potential <laughs> meowing, not doing a huge amount so far to justify that £25 million that we spent on him. Um, still hoping he can come good, of course. It's not like we've been showering him with chances that he's been missing. But No, and I think I think fans need to remember that, yeah, some people can come in and do really well. Like, Trippier's done really well. Not that he was great in his first match, um, but it, it does take time for players to slot in and Wood is a very different player to uh, how Wilson plays and how Newcastle will play to supply Wilson. Mm. So I think it's going to take a bit of um, just 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 a bit of a rearranging both the mentality and and how you actually play for both Wood and the rest of the squad. To be honest, to to get the most out of him, and I think we'll, we'll see more of him. I think um, in the next couple of matches, and just hoping that he does start getting a couple of goals or shots on target, decent shots, mm. just to help his confidence more than anything else. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and in the meantime, say hopefully uh, Joe Wilkes got a bit of a platform now, having finally got that first one of the season. Because, I mean, the, the starting 11 um, on, on Saturday against West Ham, there was hardly any goals between them. I mean, Chris Wood had three for Burnley, obviously still waiting on his on his first goal for Newcastle. The next highest scorer on the pitch uh, for Newcastle was John Joe Shelby with two. So we, yeah, I'm very much hoping that Willett can can start contributing more now in terms of goals. Because like you say, he, he's his performances in the last handful of games have been a lot better. And I think he has deserved to get on the score sheet. Yeah, hopefully now that he's sort of broken his duck, uh, he can maybe go on a bit of a run like we saw last season because... We're going to kind of need goals to come from anywhere and everywhere until Wood starts firing, until Wilson comes back. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, yeah, like you say, I, th- I think overall, overall a fair, a fair point. Um, and yeah, point on the on the road at West Ham, team chasing top four. Can't really have too many complaints. It's a slight shame for us that both um, Watford and Burnley managed to pick up wins in their games. Watford. Uh, one away Aston Villa, Burnley beat Brighton. Um, but we are still, we're four points clear of Watford, we're five clear of Brighton, uh, sorry, uh, of Burnley. And we're only actually, we're level on points with Everton now, and we're only one behind Leeds. Um, so, you know, we're still, yeah, we've still got that momentum. We're still piling points on the board. Six games were unbeaten now. Which and obviously the, the crucial thing, of course, is that a few of them are wins. Six draws in a row isn't going to keep you up, but 
you know, just pick, making sure that we keep picking up points. Obviously, not every single match. I'm sure this this run's going to come to an end sooner or later. Hopefully, not in the next game. But um, yeah, just keep you know keep keep edging ahead and keep uh, trying to maintain that gap above uh, those below us. And yeah, I mean, like I say if, if we can uh, potentially get another win or two in in the next few weeks, then you know we might even actually leapfrog a couple more teams. Hopefully. And and yeah, I mean we'll we'll talk about the the trip to Brentford um, pretty shortly. They're one of the teams that we could potentially be leapfrogging in in, in the immediate future. Um, but yeah, for that match, we are hopefully going to have San Maximan and hopefully uh, have Jan Mankio back as well. Because um, I think, especially with Trippier being out um, f- for a while, you know Mankio is one of the better fullbacks that we've got in the squad. You know, I, th- I think um, if if he can be back sooner rather than later, I think that's that's good news for us as well. Because I think, you know, having you know him and him and Target on either flank, uh, in lieu of if Trippier, I think um, is 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 a bit more solid and a bit better going forward as well compared compared to Emil Kraft. So I feel like we rag on Emil Kraft quite a lot, and in fairness, he's he's, he's not very good. <laughs> um, and speaking of Trippier. Um, he's had surgery on his foot. Eddie Howe said it uh, it was a success, um, but at the moment the timeline's pretty unclear. So um, I think in fact he literally said that Eddie Howe said uh, in terms of a de- definitive time, no, there isn't one. Essentially, um, they're just going to have to sort of see how his his rehab goes, and they're hoping to see him before the end of the season. But you know, I mean, we said maybe optimistically might be six weeks in which case he would still be back hopefully maybe early april but it's going to be a lot longer than that um, we, we could just cross everything really at this point <laughs> but the fact that he's had to go on surgery he might be back in training in six weeks that's not to say he's going to be back yeah playing competitively so you know we, we can only hope yeah i'm just gonna have to have to keep uh making do without him um you know, we, we managed to hang on for the Aston Villa win last time out. You know, like I've said, uh, one all draw at West Ham. Nothing to be sniffed at there. So hopefully we can continue to, to show that we've got that confidence, even if he can't be a leader for us on the pitch anymore and can't help us with that that delivery, those set pieces, that experience. Um, you know, fingers crossed that yeah, that we that we don't drop off uh, without him. I think uh, so far it's looking pretty promising. And as you said, we've still got Bruno to come in midfield. I think uh, I think he can still play a key role for us between now and the end of the season. Of course, the the thing at the moment is just who would you drop? I mean, even Shelby, who I think is the at the moment probably the one that you would drop, is is still playing pretty well. So I think it would maybe be a little harsh. To drop him, I mean, you're certainly not going to drop Jolinton on his current form. No, not at all. And obviously, now that Willick's got on the score sheet, and of course his performances have been improving in the, in the last few weeks. You know, as much as I want to see Bruno in the start and really see what he can do, you know, I suppose if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So, um, you know, I think I think that's one we're going to have to be uh, maybe patient on. But I still think he can play a pretty big role for us. You know, between now and the end of the season, I mean, well, you'd hope so, considering you know. He's a forty million pound signing, and we've been there, we've done that. <laughs> um, but I, I think the sooner he comes on, 
the better. I think he needs to, you know, be given a chance to slot into this team. Yeah, yeah, there's, if he's not broke, don't fix it. But he, he was bought for a reason. I think he needs to be given an opportunity to do it. And if, if nothing else, it's going to improve the competitiveness for that role for Newcastle, which could also be a positive in itself. So he at least seems to be given more than the, the three minutes he gets. Yeah, I, I would like to certainly see him come on for maybe more than like a, a three or four minute cameo. Um, yeah, 20 minutes minimum. Yeah, even if it yeah, comes on like maybe 60, 70 minutes, I think. I don't know what he's meant to be able to achieve in three. So, you know, it, it just seems a pointless, a pointless substitute. Yeah, it's nice as it is to, to see him come on. Like you say, he doesn't really have a chance to really do anything or even really show us what he's about. So, yeah, if he's not going to be starting, then I, I will, that's definitely one thing I hope to see in the next few matches. Like you say, maybe a, at least more substantial, yeah, substantial appearances. I think I think you're right there. That's that's definitely something that I think Eddie Howe could, uh, could stand to do, I think. Um, also, actually, just uh, while, while we're on the news, uh, some, some sad news. Uh, as well uh, from the last few days. Uh, former Newcastle Falcons, Newcastle United and Sunderland coach Steve Black uh, sadly passed away age 64. Um, he was more known for, for his work in rugby, especially with Falcons. He was uh, Johnny Wilkinson's mentor. Uh, he also had um, coaching roles with the, with uh, Wales and the British and Irish Lions. Um, but yeah, a bit of a slightly unusual career in that he sort of straddled both sports. He also was a football coach for Newcastle and Sunderland. Um, actually served on Kevin Keegan's staff as well at St James's Park. I saw um, Alan Shearer was was sad um, uh, on 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 Twitter when it, when he saw the news um, about uh, about Steve Black. So I uh, just wanted to give him a bit bit of a shout out. Unfortunately, some sad news there. But we move on. Um, so yeah, Newcastle away at Brentford this Saturday. That's our, our upcoming game. And as, as we mentioned before, the Bees, they are one of those teams that, again, a bit like Everton the other week, we can really drag, you know, not, not, again, not that I want Brentford to go down. I, I think I'd love, I'd love them to stay up. But just in terms of that sort of ruthless mentality you have to have when you're down near the bottom, they're another team that we really could uh, drag right into the mire um, with us because I mean they're only two points ahead. Uh, we've got two games in hand. And of course, we if we were to uh, to beat them this weekend, then we'll be ahead of them with two games in hand. Yeah, Brentford have gone off the boil a little bit in this uh, that half of the season. So losing six of the last seven game um, games since they've played um, from December the tenth. Um, I still think they're one of those teams that could just. It cause issues. They, um, they they could be very hit and miss. I, I think a lot of their matches they, they just lose out in the final quarter. I mean, last time we played it was three all, um, and mm-hmm. and it was very much uh, you know both sides being dominant in in various periods. Real um, game wasn't it? Real entertaining. Yeah. Stuff. Um, so, so, so I mean, I hope it's a, I hope it's a good match, but. I think it's really hard to predict anything against Brentford at the moment. They're definitely a scoreline. Um, but, you know, I, I can see both teams scoring something. I mean, 1-1 would be a conservative sitting on the fence <laughs> estimate. But um, 
And they've got a very similar record to, to Newcastle in terms of goals and uh, scored and conceded. So as I say, it could be another three-three. <laughs> It'd be great if you could get the three, uh, putting you you know an extra three points away from those in the bottom and bringing obviously Brentford back down into the, um, the well, effectively swapping spaces um, on the um, in the table. But you know, it's a difficult one. It's a difficult one. Yeah, and like you say, with those similar records, you think, and, and I suppose as as the the game earlier the, in the season showed, we're, we're, we're perhaps somewhat evenly matched. Um, but in terms of yeah, recent form, like you know, we've got that momentum, whereas they don't. So hopefully that plays into our hands uh, more. So like you say, they've not done well recently, and they've only won once. Uh, yeah, since uh, sort of early December. The issue is you don't really have any goal scorers at this point in time. Yeah, well, I mean, and that's been one of uh, Brentford's problems of late. Ivan Tony's obviously um, had some fitness issues, and, and, and he's been out. And you wonder where the goals sort of come from when he's not in the team. Um, it'll be interesting actually to see if if Christian Eriksen features. Of course, he was uh, January uh, signing for them, and obviously he's been working his way up to fitness. But I, I believe he featured in a sort of behind the, behind closed doors uh, match the other day. So it'd be interesting to see uh, if he gets on the pitch, obviously. I think if he does, he's not playing the whole 90 minutes. Uh, no, I'd be very surprised if he were to start the game. But, you know, I, I mean, obviously, again, if, if he does, like, I'll, I'll absolutely wish him all the best. I mean, uh, you know, I think we can all remember that Denmark match at the Euros last summer where, you know, well, literally we, we spent the afternoon watching that match and... and you know, when it was had to be stopped. And, of course, obviously we're all, you know, fearing the worst and thought, God, you know, what have we just sort of witnessed, you know? Uh, and obviously even after, thankfully, it turned out that, um, you know, he, he, he was okay. I still personally wasn't sure I'd ever see him on a football pitch again. Um, so it would be cool, actually, if, if, if he got to play in this match. Um, you know, and I hope that he can play a big role for Brentford and, and, and hopefully keep them up this season. I'd... As obviously, I don't want them to stay up at our expense, but um, I, I would I love for Brentford. Gonna, I don't think that's going to be the case. <laughs> but I would, yeah, I would love for Brentford to stay up uh, alongside, hopefully, us this season. Uh, especially, you know, because they started the season so well. Um, you know, it'd, it'd be a shame to see them uh, go straight back down again. Awesome. Exactly. <laughs> um, you know, the power of the narrative. Mm-mm. Arsenal were always, always going to lose that game. Brentford was going to win it, but not to, not to take anything away from Brentford. Like they, they earned that win, but like you just you just had that feeling. You know, that, well, it's, it's you know, Arsenal. Same though. old Arsenal. Anything <laughs> could happen. I mean, obviously they're doing a lot better now, but so you know, my my hope obviously is that is that we leapfrog them on Saturday and then you know continue to move clear of the of the drop, but. Yeah, I hope Brentford can uh, can stay up as well. And to be honest, obviously a, a win would be amazing for us. Um, I think it, it's not going to not going to be an easy game, despite Brentford's recent form. Like it wouldn't surprise me if whether we win, whether we draw. I mean, you know, a loss never surprises me with with <laughs> Newcastle. But I think if we do come away with anything, I think we'll absolutely have had to earn it. Um, on Saturday, hopefully we do come away with something, even if it is just another point. But I think I think whatever happens, I don't think it's going to be an easy match. No, no. I mean, hopefully it's just another entertaining one. 
Yeah, I mean, we've had a few, uh, you know, reasonably entertaining games uh, of late. It's it's been nice to see. Uh, it makes a <laughs> makes a nice change. And yeah, I mean, if it's even uh, half as entertaining as the the first meeting this season, then uh, you know that'll be quite quite uh, quite a game. But yeah, we'll just have to see how it goes. Mm-mm. In the meantime, if you could please give the podcast a like and subscribe and leave us a positive review, that would be absolutely amazing. And we've been Magpies Unrestricted. I've been your host, Chris Simpson. Thanks, Cara. No problem. And thank you, listeners. Bye. This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts.